Welcome to episode 28 in the Lives of the Saints second series. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In this episode, I pay tribute to the three English martyrs, the blessed Hugh Latimer, Nicholas Ridley, and Thomas Cranmer, whose combined feast day is October 16th. The musical theme for the second series is Horatio Nelson's hymn From All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 A.D. and played to the tune Aurelia. The recording was produced in the United Kingdom by Richard Irwin, whose website, www.hymnswithoutwords.com, includes many traditional Anglican hymns and tunes available for download and use in local service. I thank Richard Irwin for granting permission for its use. I begin with a summary of some key events in the history of the Church of England. During the reign of Henry VIII, Thomas Cranmer, whose reformist leanings were known, became Archbishop of of Canterbury in 1633 A.D., Two years later, in 1635, the Church of England broke away from the jurisdiction of Rome, leaving Cranmer as the first Protestant Archbishop of Canterbury. Cranmer was the principal force behind the publication in England of Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539, the first complete Bible in the English language. The publication of the Great Bible reversed centuries of Roman Catholic tradition and canon law. The Roman Catholic Church remained unreconciled to the change. Cranmer's greatest problem was that King Henry VIII leaned toward a more or less Catholic Church without a pope, meaning one with few reforms. The illustration is a 16th century oil on canvas portrait of Henry VIII painted during his lifetime by Hans Holbein the Younger and now at the Walters Art Gallery, Baltimore, Maryland. King Henry VIII died in late January 1547, leaving behind three potential heirs, his nine-year-old son Edward, a Protestant, and his two daughters, Mary, a Roman Catholic, and daughter of Henry's annulled union with Catherine of Aragon, and Elizabeth, a Protestant. Edward became king the following month in February 1547 A.D., taking the name Edward VI. The boy king had to rule through a council whose membership changed several times, and while he did so, Archbishop Cranmer moved the Church of England farther toward an English Reformation creating the first Book of Common Prayer in 1549 A.D., which offered the first communion service, morning prayer, and evening prayer, and other offices for the, church, for the service of the church in the English language. When Edward became ill in 1553 A.D., and probably knowing that his illness was likely fatal, he created a document intended to prevent his Catholic half-sister Mary from ascending to the throne by naming his cousin Lady Jane Grey a Protestant as his successor. His complicated attempt failed, and a brief civil conflict followed, and just nine days after his death on July 6, 1553 A.D., the Catholic Mary Tudor was declared queen, ruling as Mary I of England. 
The illustration is an oil on canvas painted from life around 1550 A.D. by an artist among the circle of court painter William Scrotts. This particular painting was sold at auction by Sotheby's in London in the summer of 2012 A.D. Mary I's highest priority was reversal of the Protestant trend in England and restoration of papal authority over the Church of England. She ordered the burning of all Bibles printed in English. There are contemporary accounts of homes being forcibly searched and Bibles removed and burned. When these steps did not produce full submission, she ordered the burning at the stake of those who dissented from her plan, a course which earned her the nickname Bloody Mary. During her short five-year reign, nearly 300 Protestants were tortured, strangled, and or burned at the stake, including Latimer, Ridley, and Cranmer. The illustration is an oil-on panel of Mary Tudor, completed in 1554 A.D. by Anthonis More, the official portrait artist of the King of Spain, with whom Queen Mary attempted to ally in her effort to restore papal authority over the Church of England. Before I discuss the details of the trial and death of the three Oxford martyrs, I'd like to give you a little background about each. The first of the three was Hugh Latimer. Latimer was born in Leicestershire, in the Midlands region of England between 1480 A.D. and 1494 A.D. His religious education came at Cambridge, where he was elected a fellow of Clare College in 1510 A.D. and was awarded a Master of Arts in 1514 A.D. He was ordained into the priesthood in the summer of 1515 A.D. He continued his religious studies, earning a Bachelor of Divinity, also from Cambridge in 1524 A.D. The illustration is an oil on canvas painted during his lifetime by an unknown artist and now in the collection of the National Portrait Gallery in London, England. He was a latecomer to the Protestant cause, having been an ardent supporter of papal authority over the Church of England. However, during the decade of the 1520s, he became an advocate for the publication of the Bible in English, a practice specifically banned by the Roman Church, which at the time was pursuing William Tyndale for publishing in English in Europe an unauthorized translation of the New Testament. The Blessed William Tyndale is the subject of episode 28 in this series. Excuse me, 26. Latimer was named Bishop of Worcester in 1535 A.D., where he preached the doctrines of the Protestant Reformation. He fell out of favor with King Henry VIII and ended up deposed and twice imprisoned in the Tower of London. During the reign of young King Edward VI, he returned to favor in the royal court, becoming Edward's court preacher, a post he held until 1550 A.D., at which time he was about 65 to 70 years old. The second of the three Oxford martyrs was Nicholas Ridley. Nicholas Ridley was born in Tyndale, Northumberland, in the far northeast of England, near the border with Scotland, around 1500 A.D., he was educated at the prestigious Royal Grammar School at Newcastle. 
He attended Pembroke College, Cambridge, from which he earned a Master of Arts in 1525 A.D. He also studied at the Sorbonne in Paris, returning to England to become senior proctor of Pembroke College in 1534 A.D. He was awarded a Bachelor of Divinity in 1537 A.D., and ordination followed shortly thereafter. His advancement in the Church of England was rapid. In 1537, he was appointed one of the chaplains to Archbishop Cranmer and became one of King Henry's chaplains between 1540 and 1541 A.D. He was elected Master of Pembroke College in 1540 and was awarded his Doctor of Divinity in the following year. He became Bishop of Rochester in 1547 A.D. and Bishop of London and Westminster in 1550, a post he held until 1553 A.D. In the succession crisis following the ill health of Edward VI, he sided with Edward's attempt to make Lady Jane Grey the heir to the throne. He was imprisoned in the Tower of London in 1554 A.D. following the accession of Mary Tudor to the throne. The illustration is a 1941 A.D. stained glass window of the three Oxford martyrs created by the renowned firm of Franz Mayer of Munich at Christ Church Episcopal in Little Rock, Arkansas. The third of the three English martyrs was Archbishop of, Cran- of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer. Cranmer was born on the 2nd of July, 1489 A.D., in the village of Ashlacton in Northamptonshire in the West Midlands, where his father was the village squire. At age 14, he attended the newly founded Jesus College at Cambridge, from which he received his Bachelor of Arts degree in 1511 A.D., and a Master of Arts specializing in humanities in 1515 A.D. He married during this period, but his wife died in childbirth. He also began assembling the library of medieval books, which were listed in his inventory of his possessions after his death. He later earned a Doctor of Divinity also from Cambridge in 1526 A.D., Cranmer's second wife came from a family of Lutheran clergy whom Cranmer had met when he was the king's ambassador to the court of the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V in one of his two assignments in diplomatic service to the Kingdom of England. He was a major player in the annulment of King Henry's marriage to Catherine of Aragon, who had given birth to a daughter, Mary Tudor. When Cranmer became Archbishop of Canterbury in 1533, he was compelled to send his wife into hiding outside England owing to Henry VIII's opposition to married clergy. As Archbishop of Canterbury, he played the major part in the publication of the Litany in 1544, the first service of the Church of England allowed to be performed in English. His desire for an English-language Holy Communion service could not be satisfied at the time since Henry VIII was strongly opposed to it. After King Henry VIII's death in 1547 A.D. and the accession of Edward VI, Archbishop Cranmer enjoyed wider latitude. 
He was the principal author of the first book of common prayer used for the first time in 1549 A.D. with a revised version issued in 1552 A.D. He also published in 1547 A.D. his first collection of homilies on various themes with emphasis on how to present liturgy and scripture in the Protestant context. Later, after Cranmer's death in 1562 and 1571 A.D., a full version of Cranmer's homilies was published at London. With Mary's victory over her opponents and her accession to the throne in July 1553 A.D., Archbishop Cranmer's position became untenable. Mary Tudor had not forgotten or forgiven his role in many acts she found offensive, the annulment of the marriage of her mother, Catherine of Aragon, to Henry VIII two decades earlier, the separation of the Church of England from Rome, his use of the English language at the funeral service for her half-brother Edward, his support of Edward VI's efforts to deny the crown in, <clears throat> to, excuse me, to her in favor of the king's cousin, Lady Jane Grey, and finally, his continued contacts with Protestant reformers in Europe, including the Lutherans. In September 1553 A.D., the Queen's Privy Council ordered the arrest of Latimer, Ridley, and Cranmer, who were confined in the Tower of London but later taken to Oxford's Bocardo Prison to await trial for heresy. Although the trial was in the Kingdom of England, the members were acting under the authority of the Bishop of Rome. While the formal charge was heresy, plus a treason charge against Cranmer, the real purpose was to force the three to recant their support of the separation from papal authority, as well as their advocacy of a Protestant understanding of scripture and liturgy, especially the manner of celebration of Holy Communion. The trial of Ridley and Latimer was held at Balliol College, Oxford in April 1554 A.D. Bishop Latimer, whose office as bishop had been stripped from him by Rome, was in his mid-70s by this time and in poor health. He submitted his defense of Protestant theology and practice in writing. He and his co-defendant Ridley were found guilty of heresy and sentenced to death by fire. The illustration is Plate 5 from an 1887 A.D. version colorized by Joseph Martin Cronheim of John Fox's Book of Martyrs, which was originally published in 1563 A.D. after the accession of the Protestant Queen Elizabeth I. His official, its official title was Acts and Monuments. Fox was a Church of England clergyman, a supporter of Archbishop Cranmer, and an eyewitness to many of the events described in his book, the first edition of which was printed before the death of Edward VI. Fox's contemporary account quotes Latimer as saying, I thank God most heartily that he hath prolonged my life to this end, that I may in this case glorify God by that kind of death. The official from Rome is said to have replied, with emphasis found in the original text, If you go to heaven in this faith, then I will never come hither, as I am thus persuaded.
At the burning of Latimer and Ridley at Oxford on the 16th of October, 1555 A.D., Archbishop, former Archbishop Cranmer was placed on a separate platform and forced to watch. Their deaths were slow and painful, with additional wood added by family members in order to reduce their suffering. Around, according to the account in John Fox's Book of Martyrs, Hugh Latimer is said to have called out to Nicholas Ridley, saying, Be of good comfort and play the man, Master Ridley. We shall this day light such a candle by God's grace in England, as I trust shall never be put out. The illustration is the burning of Latimer and Ridley, also from John Fox's Book of Martyrs, this time from the 1563 edition. The square Saxon tower, visible at the right rear of the illustration, is part of St. Michael's at the Gate Church in Oxford and is all that is left of Bocardo Prison, the rest of which was demolished in 1771 A.D. Between December 1555 A.D. and mid-February 1556 A.D., Archbishop Cranmer, stripped of his ordination and having been forced to watch the burning of his friends, five times recanted his commitment to Protestantism and acknowledged the authority of the Bishop of Rome. But his confessions and recantations were not enough to save him from Bloody Mary's fury. Promising another recantation, Cranmer was allowed to speak from the pulpit at University Church of St. Mary the Virgin at Oxford. Instead, he delivered a refutation of his previous recantations and called the Pope the Antichrist. He was pulled from the pulpit before he could finish his address. On Mary's order on the 21st of March, 1556 A.D., he was burned at the stake on the same spot in Oxford where Latimer and Ridley had died. John Fox's contemporary account records that Cranmer thrust his hand into the fire, saying, I have sinned in that I signed with my hand that which I did not believe in my heart. When the flames are lit, this hand shall be the first to burn." Mary I died on the 17th of November, 1558 A.D., ending her four-and-a-half-year reign of terror over England. In the same month, her 25-year-old Protestant half-sister Elizabeth ascended to the throne, taking the name Elizabeth I. Through Acts of Parliament in 1559 A.D., she officially reversed Mary's action, effectively restoring the relationship between the church and the crown to where it had been during the reign of Edward VI. The publication by the Church of England of the 1559 Book of Common Prayer, often called the Elizabethan Prayer Book, effectively restored Cranmer's Prayer Book to common use. The illustration is a detail from a late 16th to early 17th century engraving now in the National Portrait Gallery in London, England. A memorial to the Oxford Martyrs, designed by Sir George Gilbert Scott, was built at Oxford in 1843 A.D. at the intersection of St. Giles, Maudlin, and Beaumont Streets near Balliol College. The memorial features a statue of each of the three martyrs. It had been allowed to decline in the 21st century and was restored in 2003 A.D. 
There is also a plaque in the pavement on Broad Street, Oxford, where the burning of Latimer, Ridley, and Cranmer actually took place. The Oxford martyrs are commemorated in many ways, not just in England. The Latimer Room at Clare College, Cambridge, at Ridley Hall in Cambridge, Latimer Square in Christchurch, New Zealand, and Ridley Melbourne Theological College in Melbourne, Australia. Archbishop Cranmer's principal memorial is the continued use in traditional Anglican churches of successor volumes to the first Book of Common Prayer and his collection of homilies, which remains widely popular among Anglican clergymen. The collect for the Feast of the English Martyrs is adapted from the fourth prayer at six hour from our AIC bookstore publication, Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Prayers for the Laity. Keep us, O Lord, constant in faith and zealous in witness after the examples of thy servants Hugh Latimer, Nicholas Ridley, and Thomas Cranmer, that we may live in thy fear, die in thy favor, and rest in thy peace. For the sake of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for joining me for episode 28 in Lives of the Saints Second Series. The next time, in episode 29, I celebrate the life of St. Leo the Great, whose feast day is November the 10th. Episodes of this and all our videos are available on both our YouTube channel, the full URL for which is https colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash c slash St. John C. And through our newly redesigned website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, where the digital library page has links to our unique seasonal videos and Christian education videos. The Bible study page offers links to our Bible study video series, the New Testament Gospels, and Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. The podcast homilies page offers links to our extensive archive of over 600 MP3 podcast homilies based on the readings from the 1928 Book of Common Prayer and selected other services. The podcast archive page offers links to the podcast versions of all our video series. Finally, the two virtual bookstore links at the bottom center of the home page offer access to information about both the paperback and Kindle editions of all our AIC bookstore publications. Purchase of these books helps fund this internet ministry, with 100% of all book royalties contributed to the AIC. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our newly redesigned website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.